The Civil Engineering Podcast is published by the Engineering Management Institute and is part of EMI's Civil Engineering Media and Entertainment Network, which can be found at cement.media. That's cement, C-E-M-E-N-T dot media. Welcome to episode number 161 of the Civil Engineering Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping civil engineering professionals succeed in work and life. In this episode, I will be answering a question that I get from civil engineering students almost daily. Should they seek full-time employment immediately after completing their undergraduate studies or pursue a master's degree? And I promise you, whether you're a student, a project manager, or an owner of a civil engineering firm, you can take something out of this episode. Because really what I'm going to dig into ultimately is the decision-making process. And we all make decisions on a regular basis. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano. I am a licensed professional engineer who practiced as a civil engineer, but eventually decided I wanted to focus more on inspiring engineers rather than doing the engineering myself. So since then, I've written a book entitled Engineering Your Own Success, and I've traveled the world helping engineers. I've also had the honor of authoring the American Society of Civil Engineers Careers and Leadership column for several years. For me personally, I knew very little about civil engineering in high school. All I knew is that I really liked science, and I did like math, and I liked being outside. So kind of those characteristics eventually led me towards civil engineering. But I think this is an important question to answer on this episode, and I'd love to get some feedback on it from our listeners as well. Before I jump in on this episode, I do want to mention some exciting news. You've heard me talk about our People Skills course for engineers in the past on this show. Come 2021, this first quarter, we are relaunching our new remastered People Skills course. We're changing the name and we're adding more support. It will be called the Engineering Leadership Accelerator People Skills Development Course. It's going to be the same dynamic curriculum that'll focus on helping you build your communication skills, whether you're communicating with team members or clients. We still have a module on building expertise and mastering those public speaking skills, which is super important for all civil engineering professionals. We talk about networking and how to build relationships, which can really help you in your career, especially as you progress and you're tasked with business development. We also focus on time management and productivity. So you get all those great modules that we've had. And we have a level two course as well for those of you that have been managing for a while and you want to focus on leadership through engaging people conflict resolution, and also how to delegate effectively. The course remains the same in curriculum, but we're adding new support structures. We're going to have Q&A calls that you can access periodically long after you finish the course. Why? Because we don't want to just throw you back to the wolves in your job. We want to help you to apply the skills that we've taught you in the course. That's what learning is. Learning is not going to a course and going back to work. It's going to a course and then applying the skills on the job to get real results. We're also going to have a chat support network where you can chat with our instructors and other participants of the course. We're really excited about these new features. You will get information starting next week. And this is something if you're on our email list, you'll get an email where you can get on the early bird wait list because there will be a limited number of seats in this session that we're launching at the end of February. So again, the Engineering Leadership Accelerator is our new People Skills Development course. We're super excited to share it with you, and I hope that you'll consider taking it. Whether you're a soon-to-be manager or an existing manager, we have the Level 1 or Level 2, and you can either do it on demand immediately, or you can join the live course. More information on that coming soon, but for now, let's jump into this week's Civil Engineering 
conversation. Civil Engineering Podcast. Civil Engineering Podcast. All right, so in this week's Civil Engineering Conversation, it's going to be me, myself, and I, and I'm going to be talking about whether or not you should go to graduate school once you graduate with a civil engineering degree or apply for civil engineering jobs. And while I have been getting this question for years, right now during a pandemic, you know, the answers may differ. So I want to jump into this a little bit. Let me preface this segment with a couple of statements here. First of all, graduate school and your professional engineering license are both invaluable. But as with any career, it's more of a question of timing with these things, depending on you know where you're at, it could be location, could be many different things. Secondly, the answer to this question is different for every civil engineering graduate, depending again on your situation. However, I do have some pretty strong general thoughts that I'm going to share with you. One thing that I'd like to say here is, In some specialty areas of civil engineering, such as structural and geotechnical, a master's degree may be required or strongly preferred for entry-level hires. Now, that could depend on, again, your specialty. It could depend on the firm that you want to work for. However, if a master's degree is not the norm for your practice area, or if you aren't yet sure what specialty you want to pursue, I would recommend that you enter the workforce instead of continuing school for a full-time master's degree. Let me jump into the reasons that I recommend this because, again, it's different for everyone, but I really have some strong thoughts around this to hopefully help guide you if you have to make this decision or if you're mentoring someone that may have to make this decision. So firstly, unless you obtained a full scholarship to go on and get a master's degree, you would be taking on debt to learn more advanced engineering knowledge before you even start your career. So while education is certainly an investment in your career and in your future, debt can be especially overwhelming when you take it on at such a young age and you start to pile up debt. That's one thing that should go into that decision-making process, right? I want to give you some different things that you should think about if you have to make the decision. And one of them is taking on the debt and how comfortable you are with that, how that's going to impact your financial outlook going forward. Again, if you have a full scholarship, that may be a different story, but if you don't, that's a consideration. The second thing to consider is unless you've had multiple internships in your field, your specific discipline of civil engineering, you likely don't know if you will stay in that chosen field of civil engineering, right? How do you know you're not going to want to switch fields? For example, when I graduated, I kept saying I want to practice structural engineering, but after working on a few structural projects, I decided to switch and I ultimately ended up doing land development for the rest of my civil engineering career. What if I had pursued a master's degree in structural engineering immediately after college for a year, then I went to work, and then I realized I didn't like it? That's just another consideration to think about when you're deciding on if you should go right after school or take a different path. The third point that I want to put into your head here as you're going through this decision-making process is You can only learn so much in school as an engineer. Most engineers who I interview here on the podcast talk about how much they learn on the job. So by starting to work full time as soon as possible, you'll be thrown into engineering problems and projects, which will force you to learn on the job. And this real life experience will be invaluable should you then return to grad school down the road or should you go to grad school after you start. Based on those three different inputs or data that you can kind of throw into your decision-making process, here are a few possible options 
for kind of tackling this graduate school question and different scenarios that you may decide to go on or different paths you can take. Firstly, you could go with graduate school immediately after graduation. You can graduate and then you can stay for one full year at a school or go to a school for one full year and get your master's degree right away. Again, as I said earlier, this approach may be the best choice if you're entering a certain specialty of civil engineering or pursuing specific companies where a master's degree is an expectation for entry-level positions. Otherwise, I would recommend one of these other options. The next option being go for a full-time job in your discipline with part-time graduate school. You could start a full-time job immediately after your undergraduate education and then pursue a master's degree part-time in the evenings. Now, this approach, which is the approach that I took in my career, can be highly beneficial for multiple reasons. First of all, you're able to get that on-the-job experience immediately, but at the same time, you can chip away at your master's degree. Second, many engineering companies will provide financial assistance to their employees for pursuing advanced degrees that are related to their job thereby eliminating that need to take on debt that I mentioned earlier. And this is exactly what I did in my career. I went to school part-time to get my master's in civil engineering while I was working, and my company reimbursed me for a portion of my tuition based on my grades. And it was awesome because I got out there. I started doing work in the civil engineering field. I started, I did some geotech. I did some structural. I did some land development. I started to learn what I really liked. And at the same time, I was taking my master's degree in civil engineering and I wasn't paying for it. I mean, I was maybe paying for a small portion of it. So it was really a win-win-win for all parties involved. And I highly, highly recommend this path if you can pull that off. The third path that I can offer is get a full-time job and do graduate school later. Again, you can start that full-time job immediately after your undergraduate education and hold off for six months before you start to think about a master's degree program. What I like about this option is it gives you some time to experience your new career and see how you like it. I know many engineers who practice for a short time and then switch to another career field altogether. It may still allow them to leverage their engineering education, but it may be a finance position. By pumping the brakes on grad school just for six months, it may help you to make a much more strategic decision when you are ready. Because Again, unless you had internships, now that's a caveat here. If you've had internships throughout your time as a civil engineering student, then you may feel, hey, I'm definitely going into structural engineering. I love it. I'm going to jump in. In fact, my guest next week, Danielle, she's a project manager in civil engineering. She's been practicing for five years now. She knew from her internships exactly what she wanted to do. Again, all the data has to go into the decision-making process. So I think that that's something that's really, really important and something that you have to take into account because this is a big decision, quite frankly. And even if you're a, an executive in an engineering company, you may be advising some of your staff on what to do. You might be a mentor advising someone what to do, and you may be just working on general career pathing or career road mapping for your employees, which is something that we help companies with. And you have to think about this as well and think about you know kind of your strategy around this. And so this is something that I really think deserves time. I talked to an engineer once. I was doing some coaching for an engineer once. We were talking about her schooling and she was going through some struggles with it. And by the end of the phone call, she realized that this master's degree she was pursuing 
wasn't helping her anywhere in her career. And she literally told me when I hang up with you, I'm pulling out, I'm dropping out. And ultimately, it probably saved her a lot of time, money, and energy. Again, let me recap those couple of options there. And then I want to talk about decision-making in general and also give you a little strategy that you can use for decision-making regardless of your experience level. Firstly, you can go with the graduate school immediately after graduation. Just keep going full-time. Get it done. Take an extra year. Things you need to be aware of there are, are you sure you want to practice in that field? And if you've had some internships, maybe you are. And secondly, you may have to take on debt for that, potentially, if that's something you're willing to do. The positives of that then, of course, is you get the master's degree done. And if it's a discipline that almost requires it to get a job, you've got that credential that you need. Second option, go for a full-time job right away and go to grad school part-time, maybe in the evenings. Again, the benefits there is you could start to get that experience right away. Also, you may be able to get your company to chip in on the cost of the grad school, depending on what their benefit packages look like. Our benefits, of course, one of the things you have to deal with in that situation is you're going to school at night and it's tiring and it's not easy to do. I did it in a quick amount of time. I finished my master's, but it was a lot, a lot of work. So you have to be willing to put the work in. And then lastly, just go for the full-time job right now. Start to get your feet wet, get experience, pump the brakes on grad school till about six months, and then think about it after you've got some real experience in the field and you know if you like it and you're going to continue forward. Let's talk a little bit about decision-making in general now. I promised I would do that for those of you that maybe don't have this specific master's degree decision at hand. Whenever you have a decision in front of you that needs to be made, here are some steps that you can follow to help you make that decision. Firstly, identify the purpose of the decision or the problem you're trying to solve by making this decision. Again, identify the purpose of the decision or the problem you're trying to solve in making this decision. That's step number one. Step number two, once you've done that, gather all of the information that you'll need to make an informed decision, right? So thinking back to the example I just gave you, you all the information that you would want to have is, you know, what is it going to cost you to go to graduate school? Are there companies that will hire you that will support you in your graduate school efforts? You have to get all the data so you can make the most informed decision as possible. Step number three, once you've identified the purpose or problem and you've gathered information, you can brainstorm possible solutions and consequences. That might include risk assessment, cost benefits, time, responsibility. And again, for the example I just gave, I gave you some potential solutions or scenarios, right? Whether it was immediate grad school, full-time job, part-time grad school, these are how you can start to lay out the different possible solutions and what they might look like. Once you've done that, now you've got a menu. So you've got this problem, you've got a lot of information, you put some solutions on the table, now you can determine the best alternative for you and select that alternative. Once you've done that and you've embraced your solution, you can then create specific action steps to put that into place, to make it a reality. And that's always one of the challenges with decision making is we make this decision that we're going to go and do this, but now we got to take it down to the ground. We've got to come up with the steps that can make that a reality. And so you want to do that as part of this process. And then last but certainly not least, you want to evaluate the outcome of your decision. A lot of times we make a decision and then we just go with it. And after a year or two, we're still going with it. And we haven't really looked back to see, did it help? Did I make the right decision for me? It may be too late to change anything at that point, but it can inform future decisions that you make or help you to improve your own decision-making process. 
this is a process that we all need to walk through probably on a daily basis, making decisions. And if we have some structure that we can put to it, it can be extremely valuable in your career and in life in general. So let me give you those steps one more time for decision-making. Step one, identify the purpose of the decision or the problem you're trying to solve by making the decision. Number two, gather all the information that you'll need to make an educated decision. Number three, brainstorm possible solutions and consequences of each of those solutions. Number four, determine the best alternative. Which one of these solutions fits you the best for where you're at in your career right now? Number five, create specific action steps to take the solution that you selected and put it into action and make it a reality. And then last but not least, number six, evaluate the outcome of the decision. That might happen weeks after or years after. But either way, you should assess the outcome of your decision so you can improve your decision-making process going forward. Civil Engineering Podcast. Civil Engineering Podcast. So I hope you found this episode of the Civil Engineering Podcast helpful. I know it's different as, you know, we don't have a guest today, but this was a topic that I continue to get questions on and I really wanted to take it and I really wanted to answer it for you and lay it out for you. And I hope that you found this helpful. Remember that you can find the show notes for all of our episodes at civilengineeringpodcast.com. Look for episode number 161. There you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during the episode. And if you're interested in getting some information about our new Engineering Leadership Accelerator People Skills course, if you're on our newsletter, you're going to get an email. If you're connected with me on LinkedIn, you're going to get some of the videos we're putting out ahead of time with some valuable information just around people skills development. Or if you're on our YouTube channel, we'll be putting out information there and you can access all of these avenues through engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your civil engineering career endeavors. The Civil Engineering Podcast is published by the Engineering Management Institute and is part of EMI's Civil Engineering Media and Entertainment Network. The opinions on the show are those of the hosts and guests, not their employers. For information on EMI's people and project management skills training programs for civil engineering professionals, visit engineeringmanagementinstitute.org.